All right, guys. Welcome to another weekly sit down. I'm here with Mark. Back, so, back at it. You never know who's gonna be on this. We we always switch it up. But today we're hitting up Roman Schmullinson. Schmullinson. I hope I said it right. Let's call him up. Let's see what he has going on. I love this music. Joe. Hey, Roman. Hey. Can you hear me good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to do the uh, the video. I figured we could just do an audio call. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Sounds good? Yeah, absolutely. How's your day going? Uh, busy, good. <laughs> the busy is good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to be busy. I'm here with uh, my co-host. His name is Mark. How you doing? Hi, Mark. Hi. How are you? Doing good. Very good. Thank you. Uh, we could just get right into it. So Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know much, frankly, about the show mm-hmm. you know, or the podcast. So if you could tell me just a little bit, you know, how does it, how does it work? How many people hear it? And things like that. Yeah, we have like 1,100 um, subscribers on iTunes. Okay. Okay. So not too much. But, um, gotcha, gotcha. And, and uh, so people can hear it. Is it live or is it... Uh, no, this, know, it'll be posted probably in a couple of days, two uh-huh. days. Okay, it sounds good. Um, sounds good. We just have on different entrepreneurs, people with their own businesses or okay. people that are just passionate about what they do. So Okay. Mm-hmm. And we just yeah. have a conversation. We don't really think of it as an interview, more like okay. just getting to know sounds what you good. do and uh, how you got to where you are today. Perfect. Um, all right. So we have, how do you pronounce your last name? Schmullinson. Schmullinson. We have Roman Schmullinson. You are the president and executive director of Kojako. Right. I, I am the I am the executive director, not the president. Oh, right? all right. No, no. no. Uh-uh. Right. So uh, Ed, Ed Mermelstein, who is good friends with uh, Judah Engelmeyer, is, is the president of Kojako. Okay, and Kojeka stands for Kojeko stands for Council of Jewish Emigre Community Organizations. Beautiful. And what is it that you guys do? So it's the central hub for the Russian speaking Jewish community of New York mm-hmm. that facilitates successful integration of Russian speaking Jews into American Jewish community while preserving the unique uh, cultural heritage and cult, you know, uh, of the Russian-speaking Jews. And oh, wow. so, uh, yeah, we were founded in 2001. Uh, there are about 30 small grassroots initiatives under our umbrella. And our job is to support them financially, technically, in any other possible way. Uh, we also run a number of our own programs, uh, like informal Jewish education, leadership development, community building, uh, you know, anything and everything possible to bring uh, our community back to its heritage because, yeah, due to the due to our history and where we grew up, we were for several generations separated and robbed of our heritage. Uh, how um, can we? What do you mean robbed of your heritage? Can you want to kind of get into that? So we right. So we all grew up in the former Soviet Union. Where any expression uh, of uh, yeah, of any religion, 
be Jewish or not, was not just uh, frowned upon, but uh, punished, right? So, uh, so we have uh, several generations of people who know that they are Jewish and were persecuted because of it and discriminated against because of it, but literally know nothing about the culture and tradition of our own people. Yeah, right, so, I, I feel like that's right. true about people in general. They don't really know where they come from at all, their own roots in general. Definitely a lot that's less. Pro- that, 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 is, that is probably true, but you know, in a free society, people choose whether they want to know about their heritage or not. You know, when you're living in a country where you're constantly reminded that you're a second-class citizen and, uh, you know, your life is literally in danger because of it, but yet you know nothing about it, it's quite a strange phenomenon, right? So mm-hmm. most of us most of us came to the United States as refugees from the former Soviet Union in the late 70s and early 90s, uh, escaping formal and informal persecution and discrimination in the former Soviet Union. So here we are in the United States because our lives are in danger because of being Jewish, and then we come here and we know nothing about it, right? So you have yourself personally ran into discrimination many times? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, wow. I'm sure it happens all the time. Um, we're out on Long Island, where, we're, where we uh, broadcast out of, and um, I guess there isn't really too... What do you think, Mark, about around here? I mean... I mean, we wouldn't know personally, I guess, because we're not the ones taking the discrimination, I guess. But I don't know. I wouldn't say it's terrible out here, but I wouldn't say it's non-existent either. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but, but it's not right. Even if it does exist, it's uh, uh, it's more of a street level rather than a systematic problem. Right? How does the problem get fixed, in your opinion? How does the pro? I, I look. I think at the end of the day, it's education, it's personal encounters. So once you really get to know the person and uh, become friendly with them, you realize what they stand for, rather than relying on stereotypes and bigotry and uh, you know mm-hmm. and uh, silly things that go on and on from and pass, unfortunately passed down from generation to generation. Yes, like. What are the steps that we could take to stop it? I guess just awareness and let people know that it's happening. And I think, I right. think, right, awareness, education, and uh, and really interpersonal dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a huge problem in the United States, but you know where we come from, it was, it was, and then you know, then coming to a new country, uh, what do you do with it? Right. Mm-hmm. What do you do with it? How do you? Who are you? Right. What is your identity? I mean, it's uh, it's very easy to become just American and uh, live a good life. But you know, when your whole life is turned upside down uh, because of who you are, right? It's it's quite a traumatic experience. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, did you emigrate here? Yeah, I came with my family in 1993 from Crimea. Oh. It used yeah used to be in Ukraine now annexed by Russia. Wow! Did you notice a big difference from anti-Semitism back then and now? Um, you you mean in comparison, be uh, you know, between the Soviet Union and the United States? 
Yeah, there's a big like that was around the Cold yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you cannot really you cannot really compare. You know, your your life. You know, mm-hmm. you can walk openly on the streets of New York uh, wearing a uh, kippah or yeah. You know, or observing your traditions, or visiting the synagogue and you know houses of worship, you don't have to fear for your life. No, right? yeah. uh, you you don't have to worry about not being accepted into a university or a college of your dreams, or you know. So it's getting better, getting a, <laughs> a little bit. Worldwide? No, not uh, world I here. <laughs> I I I you know I don't think it was ever a, such a serious issue. Mm. As it was there, right? So I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, but but uh, Mark is right; it does exist. Yeah. Now so every yeah. Now everything going on with Trump and Russia makes things even a little more mm. sketchy. I was gonna say that. Yeah, this it's a, you know it's an interesting situation. <laughs> you know, uh, as as any community, our community is split. Right, there are people who feel very strongly. Uh, one way or another, right? Uh, the community tends to be more conservative on many issues. So there are, you know, yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. It's an interesting situation. I just find it so strange that other people can just treat other types of people with like such disrespect and like mm-hmm. such, you know. Yeah, like they don't have their hate. own stuff going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know, just because they were brought up a different way than you, you're going to, you know, want to take their life? Like, how does that even make sense? Yeah, it doesn't even line up <laughs> yeah, at all. Look, I, I think it all comes out of uh, a feeling interior, actually, right? Because if yeah. a person is a person feels comfortable about who they are, right, about their family, about their tradition, about their society, they don't feel the need to put anybody down. That right? makes sense. Uh, Right. Or you, you don't have to feel better about yourself by saying or doing something bad to another person. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, I, I think at the end of the day, it's a way of dealing with your own personal issues and problems. Yeah, it all starts with yourself. If you're happy Correct. with yourself, you're not going to have exactly. this anger towards live. other people. Yeah. Live, let live, treat others with respect, you know, treat others as you want to be treated fundamentals of uh, both judaism and christianity you know yeah the golden rule should, should be should be easy right should be easy. should be <laughs> do you do you guys watch curb your enthusiasm at all yeah of course of yeah course. so the golden rule do unto others as you do on would have do unto you exactly exactly i you know you know there, there are two versions of it one is do to others you know treat others as you want to be treated and then there is a simpler version that just don't do to others that you don't want to be done to. Right? <laughs> yes, it works both <laughs> ways. Right? That's even more simplistic and uh, seems, seems like common sense. But unfortunately, we live in a complicated world. Can you walk us through like a regular day at work for you? Like what do you do on a daily, you know, day-to-day basis? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we run, we run quite a number of social, cultural, educational programs for the community. So we have uh, we have a very interesting fellowship called Blueprint Fellowship for young adults who have ideas for community projects. So any person who is not really part of the community but has an idea can come to us and say, you know, I have uh, I have an idea for a community project. It can engage at least hundred people, uh, and it will strengthen the community. So it could be 
you know, a photo exhibit, a film festival, a volunteering project, you name it, right? And we have a, we have a small fund of, of money uh, that are allocated every year to 10 to 15 fellows uh, who, you know, who then get to implement the projects. They work as a cohort, so uh, they help each other out. Each person has a mentor and they get to do it. They have about uh, nine to 10 months to implement the projects, right? They do not get paid, uh, you know, uh, it's more of a, a community contribution, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they do get a little bit of seed money to implement it. So uh, very, you know, very often we interview fellows that are applying to us for funding. We meet with the board of directors to make decisions as to who gets the funding and then making sure these projects are running successfully. We also provide support to 30 small organizations. These are Holocaust survivors from the former Soviet Union, World War II veterans from the former Soviet Union, youth organizations, uh, people who are both religious and secular, some who wouldn't step their foot into a synagogue and some who spend most of their days in the synagogue. You know, uh, so we review their grant proposals uh, we make decisions as to who gets the funding. A lot, a lot of my time is spent fundraising, you know, explaining what the issues are uh, that uh, this community is facing, and uh, meeting with potential donors or meeting with grantees, uh, meeting with potential partner organizations that we can work together on some exciting projects. Uh, you know, uh, we have a small staff team of five. So uh, the operations are very lean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take pride in that. Most of the donated money really goes to the uh, to the cause, right? And we make sure that uh, what, you know, while we do need staff to make sure we are successful, the operations are very lean. Wow. So you'll you'll every day you'll just be working on maybe a different project or one for an extended period of time. That is true. And just help. That is true. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so let's say you know. Uh, we have a group of families that are planning to celebrate the bar bat mitzvah, right? So there's a when a Jewish boy or girl turn 12, 13, there's a rite of passage kind of coming of age ceremony uh, called bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the, these kids, you know, uh, don't come from traditional backgrounds and don't really know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So we have a specialized program that lasts for a year. And, uh, you know, and then each boy or girl have a beautiful ceremony at the end of the process. So next Sunday, we have a beautiful family ceremony for 18 families that have been through training and uh, learning Mm -hmm. uh, process throughout this year. And next Sunday is a beautiful ceremony. And then at the end of the month, the the entire group is going to Israel. Wow. uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, you know, with today's announcement, the by President Trump that uh, United States officially recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be challenging. Uh, there might be some, yeah, ho- hopefully it will be quiet, but it's quite possible there might be some violence. Uh, mm. So, you know, we, we are following the situation very closely and we'll see you know, how that goes. Any decision Trump makes, people are going to start talking about it and doubting it. No matter what that it is. is true. Uh, <laughs> look, yeah, and uh, look, we we have very you know, 
clearly as everybody we have mixed feelings about this uh, you know there's no doubt in our mind that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel you know it's common sense that's where the government is that's mm-hmm. where the people are that's you know that's that's the capital of Israel period yeah, yeah. Uh, whether whether the official announcement at this point is the wisest decision is is questionable mm-hmm. right what what will the implications be will it result in violence will it be result in spilled blood will it result in loss of life and uh is it really worth it right mm-hmm. uh, so um you know these are these are tricky questions at the same time you know we are very happy that uh, finally the announcement was made yeah me myself i'm not really too keen on politics i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of people my age are probably in the same position and um we i don't know for me i don't really pay too much attention other than what I'll randomly see on CNN with Trump talking or something, but I don't really follow too much. What would the capital be if it wasn't Jerusalem? Well, there, there really isn't. You know, there are the you know, Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is the is the big city, right? Uh, so for many years, according to many many textbooks and official documents, Tel Aviv was the capital of Israel, but uh, in reality, it never wasn't. Right. The, you know, for 2,000 years, uh, people are praying and yearning for return to Jerusalem, right? Mm. Uh, Jewish people have been without the, the Jewish state for 2,000 years and, you know, praying and hoping to return to Jerusalem, repeating every day in their prayers, you know, let, let us come back there. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and finally, we were able to. Right? So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, quite, it's quite ironic, but, but it's, a, it's a political issue. Because it, you know, such an announcement and recognition may upset uh, quite a few Arab states and Muslims around the world. Yeah, so, uh, you know, many Arabs are hoping that uh, East Jerusalem will, will be the capital of possible future Palestinian state. Right. That, so, uh, right. So many feel that recognizing Israel, uh, Jerusalem as the capital of Israel will derail somehow the peace process. Yeah, it could be a step in the right direction, no? It could be a step in the right direction. It could also be a step in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so some people say this is this promotes peace and understanding and, uh, you know, validates the realities on the ground and aspirations of the Jewish people. Others are saying, you know, if there is another wave of violence uh, away from peace. Yeah, so, uh, mm. you know, it's tr- tricky, very tricky. Which side do you stand on? Uh, look, uh, personally, you know, personally, I think human life takes precedence over everything, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, in the in the Jewish tradition, there's a concept of pikuach uh, nefesh, saving of the soul. So, mm. you know, uh, to save a human being, you are not only allowed but commanded to uh, to, to break a certain law. Right. If you can save somebody's life, you do it. Yeah. Right. So uh, certainly I, you know, I'm glad that Jerusalem was recognized as a capital, but I don't want a, a drop of human blood spilled over this. Right. So, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm very cautious, very cautious. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's all the all the religions kind of just have the same core values. It's just a different way of looking at it or a belief that it started out a different way. Right? I agree with 
I agree with you. Unfortunately, many people also use the religion as a tool to achieve their goals. You know, sometimes, sometimes not not such clean goals. Yeah, like so, in... right. So any any religion and any holy writing can be twisted to your own benefit. You know, and uh, we should it should only be used to promote understanding, respect, and you know, assistance to each other. Mm-hmm. So, so your organization, you'll work with um, Russian Jewish immigrants and mm-hmm. try and just get them jobs and. Uh, get them involved in the community more, basically. Right. So we, right, we don't really do jobs, right? So, uh, so this is a, you know, this is a rather successful community, right? Uh, most people have been in the United States for a, for at least twenty years. Okay. Right. So uh, while we started uh, with a resettlement mode, you know, right, getting people jobs, making sure everybody speaks English, uh, has enough to eat, you know, has an apartment. At this point, virtually, you know, that portion of work is done. And uh, now is really, we are switching into the integration mode. So we want to make sure there, that there are enough uh, community leaders taking responsibility about what's happening, uh, that our community is knowledgeable about its customs and traditions, that the culture of philanthropy is cultivated and, and people contribute uh, you know, philanthropically. Um, so these are mostly cultural and educational programs and uh, right, providing support, providing support for small grassroots initiatives. And, uh, it's a big community, you know, uh, most people don't realize that about 20 to 25% of, uh, uh, Jews in New York, uh, come from the Russian speaking Jewish background, right? So, so whereas people, you know, if people don't have their culture and tradition, uh, the future of the community might be very bleak. Is it all based out of New York, or is it in other areas of the United States? So we are well? right. So we are New York based. Uh, we do have a program also in New Jersey. Uh, you know, of course, the aspirations are to go national, but at this point, we're being realistic and focusing on New York and New Jersey, where over fifty percent of Russian-speaking Jews in the United States reside. Uh, there That's is about also. To be. A, yeah, yeah. So we are talking about right. We are talking about you know, the estimate. The, there are no official numbers, but the estimates are that there are anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand Russian-speaking Jews in the United States, and over half of them are in New York, New Jersey area. Why do you think that is? Why are they all fifty percent of them all in one spot? Why? Why are we coming to New York? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you need you know, in order to. In order to come to the United States, you needed a direct degree relative to be living here, right? And most of us, most of us had the relatives in New York. And it's also that the Jewish community had to vouch for if you didn't have relatives who were ready to take responsibility for you, the Jewish community kind of vouched for you that you will not become a burden on the community, on the society. So, and uh, New York has the largest Jewish population in the United States. And, uh, you know, the Jewish community has been tremendously helpful in welcoming and relocating, you know, and, uh, you know, and helping this community. So if you didn't and, have, oh, sorry, if you didn't have a relative in the United States, you wouldn't be able to immigrate here unless, you, like you said, the community yeah. vouched for you? That is correct. That is correct. You know, in order to be eligible, 
to come to the United States, you needed a, a relative, a first degree relative. So, uh, right. So there were people who immigrated uh, earlier and then they, you know, they would invite you. Right. Uh, What's the proof? How do you show proof? You just like a birth certificate or something? Yeah, well, somebody has to invite you, mm-hmm. right? So your relative has to invite you to join. Ah. Right? Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a compli- it was a, it was a complicated process. It was a complicated process. Uh, you know, many people left the Soviet Union uh, with a, with an a, with an invitation from Israel. Right? Mm. So and then once they got you know that was the only way to get out of the Soviet Union because there was no such concept as emigration. You know, after all, who would want to live the socialist paradise, yeah. right? So, have uh, you have you yourself invited people in? We have not. We no. have not. So my, my right, my family is here. Mm-hmm. Most of my family is here, and uh, you know, uh, we were invited. I, I mean, grandparents came later, and uh, cousins came later, but yeah, but the whole family is here. Is there a cap on like the amount of people you can invite? I, I believe so. I believe so. I'm certainly not an expert in this topic, but uh, <laughs> not only is there a cap on how many people you can invite, there's a cap on how many people can come from a certain region of the world as refugees to the United States. Mm-hmm. Right. So everything that we see in the news today by uh, refugee status immigrants, uh, quote, are limited to certain countries or not allowed at all, you know, are certainly political issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for us, it was never really a concern, you know. Uh, thank God, you know, we don't come from countries where terrorism is a, is an issue, mm-hmm. right? We had to deal with other issues. So most of the immigrants who came to the United States, you know, uh, wanted to integrate into American society. You know, uh, loyal, tax-paying citizens, you know, who love this country and its values. That's right. great. So, uh, yeah. So look, we have uh, we have a number of very very successful people who came from this community. I mean, uh, look at Sergey Brin, the founder of Google, right? And, oh wow. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine our lives today without Google, right? No, completely different so, world right. if we didn't have Google. Right. So right. So he came from Moscow in uh, late seventies, right? Uh, I, I believe around seventy nine. Right. Or Jan Kuhn, the founder of WhatsApp, that was just hmm. bought before 19 billion, right? Yeah, they are. Facebook, so, right? right? Also, also a Russian-speaking Jew. Uh, you know, so uh, so we have writers, we have uh, poets, we have inventors, we have business people uh, who have made tremendous contributions to this country's social, cultural, political, economic life. Yeah. Right. So without a doubt, it's a, it's a successful, successful uh, immigration story. You know, uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to engagement in the Jewish community, it's a whole other issue, and that's what we are focusing on. I wonder who invited them in the <laughs> Google and <Yeah>. WhatsApp guys. <laughs> <laughs> they must have known. They must have known something. Yeah? Yes, they knew something <laughs> right, was so going then, on. Uh, right within our community, we joke. You know, uh, we are very grateful to the American society and American Jewish community for bringing us in. Right, but we also kind of paid back. You know, we we gave you Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're even now. Yeah. We gave you Google. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's great. So, right. so where, so you kind of touched on it. Where, where do you see this going? You, uh, eventually, international, right? 
So uh, hopefully national, all right? Uh, right. For now, for now, regional or national. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love for the organization to grow. We would love for people to know who we are and what we do. We can certainly be a model for other Jewish and non-Jewish communities. You know, uh, that's what model. I was. That's what I was going to yeah. say. I was like, yeah. in general, yeah. this is how communities should be. Anyway, yeah. everyone should exactly. Yeah, exactly. This... Right. Well, we certainly have our specifics on how we do things. Uh, yeah, this model can be really replicated in any uh, ethnic, cultural, religious community, and there's no reason why what we do shouldn't be applicable or replicable in other communities. I mean, some companies make their millions just selling their model, you know, and that's yeah, definitely exactly. a model that seems to it seems to work and seems to be able to work for anything. It doesn't, you know. Exactly. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, it's certainly a success story. Uh, you know, we are we are proud of ourselves, but we are also not patting ourselves on the back. We know there's a lot of still hungry. Right. We know there's a lot of work to be done, even with most successful programs. We are possibly touching 10 to 15 percent of our community members. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And uh, others are, are just not not yet not yet involved, not yet engaged. So. We would love to grow. We would love to meaningfully impact lives of thousands of people. I'm sure you you guys are always looking into like gain, you know, more more. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Influence? No, no more people. Like just more reach to you know other people to gain that you know more than ten percent. Yeah, um, are you guys are, are you guys on so, social media and stuff? We are so right. So we have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. Uh, we are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, you know all the all the usual the usual ways of uh, inviting people, but by far the word of mouth is the most effective tool of engaging people, right? It's also we also want to make sure that it's not just a one-time contact, right? So if we if we if we have a program or a concert or seminar, and uh, a large number of people come, but then we never see them again, is that really success? Right. Nope. Uh, we are hoping for a long term, meaningful involvement where you know, people live a life of meaning and purpose. Right. And giving back to their community and thus living an enjoyable, satisfactory life for themselves. Yeah. Right. Can you um, kind of run us through a little bit of your background? So you came here in 1993. Sure. So so I was born. Right, I was born in uh, the former Soviet Union. Uh, I uh, came with my parents and siblings in 1993. Uh, we came f- so from Crimea to New York. Uh, I had, you know, I, I went to high school here for a couple of years, uh, then went to college. Went to college, uh, have a degree in uh, psychology and Judaic studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, my master's degree is in social work. I'm a licensed social worker. Uh, with spe- specialization in group work. Uh, you definitely got a... into the right profession with that. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, right. Uh, I also have a certificate from Columbia Business School in the nonprofit management. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I'm married, happily married, live in Fairlawn, New Jersey. I'm a father of two beautiful kids. Uh Beautiful. You know, uh, so it's uh, yeah, clearly, as you can see, you know, I'm very passionate and engaged in my community. Yeah. So this is way more than just a job. It's it's my life. Right. Uh, so at the age, you know, at the age of 42, 43, my parents had to take their four kids, drop everything and uh, 
move across the world, across the ocean, come to a new country without a job, uh, with uh, minimal language skills to, you know, to seek a life of dignity and respect. It's very brave. Uh, I was just going to say, it takes a lot of courage. Right. Uh, For the, for themselves and their children. And, uh, you know, there are many people like that. It's a big, big community. So my, my story is certainly not, I mean, might be unique to some, but you know, there are many, many fascinating people in this community. So, uh, you know, there's a sense of uh, gratitude to the United States for giving us wings, really, and letting us soar, you know, and uh, we never, ever take the freedoms and uh, lives and rights that we have here for granted. You know, this is a beautiful country. Of course, it has its problems and you can, you know, uh, that need to be solved. But uh, without a doubt, this is the best country in the world. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, you know, is, so that's a yeah. Is there one problem in particular you would want to be addressed, or it's just a bunch, or like a laundry list? <laughs> is there a problem that we want to be addressed? Like, uh, is there like if you wanted a message to be put out there, like one thing you had to say for the listeners? That's that, an interesting. That's an interesting question. Uh, look, I, I think. I think what we've started our conversation with, you know, uh, if we could build a culture of mutual respect and understanding, regardless of our religious background, regardless of our ethnic background, if we can build a strong, vibrant community uh, where everybody is uh, heard, where everybody is respected, where everybody has a say and a voice and a seat at the table, you know, at the decision making table. I think we will all only benefit. So if, you know, while we are focusing specifically on the Russian-speaking Jewish community, if in every community we focus on that, you know, we can build a beautiful, beautiful society for all of us. Yeah, and it's not just one person. It's going to, everyone has to really come together to make that one happen. Yeah, you know, you know, in the, in, in the Talmud, it says that it may not be up to you to complete the task. But the magnitude of the task does not excuse you from pursuing it, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. even if you right, so even if you do a small thing in your own life, in your own family, in your own community, uh, you know, if we all do that one small thing, you know, it, the thing, world, the world will be a better place. It's like voting. It's like if you say, "Oh, my vote doesn't count," but That's if everyone exactly, said that, it wouldn't exactly. matter. That's exactly it. Wow. I like it. I like what you're doing, Roman. It's really Thank interesting. You. Thank you. Uh, how can we find you on all your social media and stuff? So, okay. So, uh, Kojeko, we have a Facebook page, Kojeko, C-O-J-E-C-O. Right? Mm-hmm. Our website is uh, www.kojeko.org, C-O-J-E-C-O dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or, or you can just, you know, it. Whenever you enter Kojeko on uh, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you know, we will come up. Nice. And what, what kind of content can we see on there? Uh, usually promotion of the upcoming programs mm-hmm. uh, and uh, opportunities for people to get involved. Great. And like we'll, we'll see like you working on projects and stuff and things like that. Absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, usually, you know, uh, usually announcing opportunities for engagement of funding. So... Uh, Right. If uh, if we are 
if we are recruiting a new cohort of blueprint fellows of you know of talented individuals willing to do community projects and we would say you know uh, the applications are now open uh, mm-hmm. please apply this is the deadline this is where you go right or, yeah. or or if we are distributing funds for community initiatives you know same thing please apply yeah that's uh, how it is now so, yeah. social media is how everything works that is correct yeah. i'm sure there's pretty high demand for you know people looking for funding also 100 <laughs> mm-hmm. percent all right awesome roman is there um anything else you wanted to have your have said that you haven't said no no i, ju- I just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to the audience and uh and wish you success no thank you it's interesting talking to talking to you because honestly i'm i'm a catholic i grew up catholic and i'm 100 percent italian from long island so this mm-hmm. is something that i really don't know much about but Mm-hmm. It's great getting to know and understand kind of where you guys come from. Sounds good. It's always Thank nice you. getting another perspective. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. you. Thank you, Roman. I hope to talk to you soon. All the best. Have All a right, good one. Same to you. Cool guy. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It's definitely something you don't think about every day. No, it's like nothing we even can even... It's like, how do we even talk about it? I don't even know, like... <laughs> What um? There's definitely certain parts we could go deeper, like you know, what kind of stuff did you get into while you were in the Soviet Union? Like, what kind of discrimination? Like, I know he's saying, you know, your life is in danger yeah. and stuff like that. I was gonna like, say, like, do you have any specific examples of anti-Semitism? Yeah, but like, how do I say I that? <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like there's a question. You make him relive it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I know what you mean. Yeah. But like, I didn't know really where to go from there. But I mean, I think he got it all out. He. He was a he was a good talker. Yeah, I was gonna say he explained things very well. Yeah, and clearly spoke really slowly. Like I yeah. understood everything. So no, that was good. I mean, we never know who we're gonna get on here, yo. It just had freaking the girl from MTV. Yeah. And then we go to this guy, <laughs> and then like tomorrow could be my fifteen year old sister. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't wait till. I mean, that's the best part, though. Honestly. It really is. It's like you never know what you're gonna get on here. It's like it's so crazy. I could interview like three dogs and like just not talk tomorrow. <laughs> they just bark and like I talk to them. I mean, it's cool though because you're almost getting like a different expert every you know episode. It might not be an expert, you know what I mean, but just somebody that is involved in a certain area and they're explaining that area to the best of their knowledge. So it almost just makes you gain additional knowledge just about any different aspect of life you know yeah. it could be anything i want any guest that i haven't learned about something before yeah, exactly. and even still if you have like a repeat guest in the same kind of like genre of or whatever like mm-hmm. you're, they're still going to tell me something new that i didn't hear people could talk for days yeah and days oh that was good i like that guy roman schmullinson it's a tough name schmullinson there you go i think that's right schmullinson so what's going on with you? Sick. How long have you been sick? What do you got? The flu? I don't know. I just got a really sore throat. I feel like a lot of people are sick right now. You know, change of seasons, getting cold and stuff like that. Going around yeah. eating meat. <laughs> ah, I stuck it in. <laughs> it's funny. Every time I like see meat or I'm eating meat, I fucking think of you and I. Hate it. <laughs> I want you to see my face in that meat every time you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed some chicken cutlets last night. Though. They were delicious. I wanted some eggplant parm. 
That's that's what I was craving the other day. Yeah, I had eggplant parm like a week ago. It's just never as good as it looks. That's true. I can see that. <laughs> you know, it always looks really good because it so looks you're like chicken parm. <laughs> you're thinking you're getting chicken, yeah. yeah. I love chicken parm. Wow, you're sick? Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. Are you drinking tea or coffee? Coffee. I just wanted to drink something warm. And that's why I got the biggest one. I like never get a really large coffee, but I just needed to drink something warm, soothe my throat. You know? Probably should have got tea, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, I got some green tea if you want some tea. No, yeah, that was that was good. You grabbed a venti. Yeah, I did. Someone told me they can't make um, Starbucks cups red anymore. I saw a couple today, but yeah, I've heard that before too. Because of Christmas, right? Yeah, and people were complaining. Something I don't know. Everybody's always butthurt about something, right? There's always something to be. F- everyone's freaking got something up their ass. It's like, what is a red cup really like? Who cares if it's red? Like, I mean, I understand. Like, it's funny. Like, people will complain about something because they're feeling disrespected. But then, like, if you break that down, it's like you're feeling disrespected. Yeah. So just don't feel disrespected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you just not feel disrespected? Is that am I crazy for saying that? No. Is that wrong? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I, don't. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm never offended, but like, I don't have to be bothered by. Yeah, it, it just doesn't affect your life that much, you know. That's, yeah, that's really how I think of it. I just think of it as if it doesn't like directly affect my life into where I don't know, but maybe I just don't let. A lot of things affect me that much, but I don't know. I just try really hard not to let it affect me. You know, should we be affected? Like, what? <laughs> all these questions. Like, am I supposed to be affected? Uh, I don't think so. If it doesn't affect you, you can't make it affect you. And there's no supposed to. You know, like who's who's the one that's judging how it's supposed to be? I don't know. There's always one person to bring it up, and then. A bunch of people that get on get on the bus behind them, but even still, it's a bunch. Like, who are they to s- decide who it's how it's supposed to be? Just the way they feel. I like the way you move. I don't know why I thought of that song. <laughs> I don't know what. Hmm. You have anything else going on? You want you want anything to share? Um, you got plans going on? I'm going to Chicago soon. You going to Chicago? Mm-hmm. What are you doing in Chicago? I tell you, I got a new job. No, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't. What? 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 Really? What? what? <laughs> Explain, yo. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be like um. I guess the title is called account executive. It's for I'm gonna basically be like an insurance agent. Okay. Like, selling like supplemental insurance so like say it's kind of like aflac so like if you get sick or you get hurt or stuff like that basically we pay you for being sick you know you're Um, encouraging me to be sick pretty much (laughs) (laughs) so you get paid Uh, right now if i was missing work yeah (laughs) but like it's crazy though they they pay for like everything if you walk into the emergency room even if you just have a cough you get like 250 bucks if you get stitches you get like 350 if you break a nose toe finger or something it's like 400 if you break like a main bone it's like 500 something like if you get surgery it's like uh, a shitload like 
But you have to pay for that. Like, it'll offset, I guess? I mean, you pay per month. It's anywhere from, like, 15 bucks to, like, 150 bucks. Like, you know, so there's a bunch of different bunch of different styles. But you can have, like, accident coverage. You can have cancer coverage. Like, Long Island is the number one place, like, in the world for cancer. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that about? I don't know. <laughs> what just, the hell's going on over here? The water? There's a lot of people. In, uh, I don't know what it's about, but. I gotta look into that. Yeah, so basically, I have to get licensed, though, so I have to take a New York State test. In Chicago? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what's it called? I have a New York State test on the 27th, so right after Christmas, and on the 18th, I start, like, a, it's like a five-day course, pretty much, like a pre-course to, like, help me study and stuff like that, and I take the test on the 27th, and if I pass, the company flies me out to Chicago for the training. So I spent like a week in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. Have you ever been? Yeah. Um, been there once. I was driving from New York to Colorado. Stopped there. Yeah, you Went to Wrigleyville. Oh, man. It was awesome, dude. <laughs> we we hung out with a couple kids that, uh, you know, um, Wrigley Field, the Cubs, obviously. Yeah. Um, their apartment was one of the places in right field that if you stood on the roof, oh. you could see the game. Yeah. yeah. So we, like, partied in their apartment all night. And there, there's, like, an actual bar on the roof. Like, you have to pay to get in there. But since they live there, you get in there for free. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, super cool. Their apartment was dope. It was, like, really big, really weird shape. But uh, we, had, we had a great time with them. You're going to hit them up when you go back? Um, This is now probably, I was probably, like, 20 years old. So it's probably, like, eight years ago, so. I don't think I have They might not be anymore. there anymore. <laughs> yeah, probably might have not. moved on. Might but be at wherever the White Sox play. Yeah. Switch it up. I'll never forget, though, I had my best karaoke performance of all time in, Cal- in Chicago. What'd you sing? <laughs> what I got, someone. It's what I got. Yeah, yeah. were people j- oh, jamming God, with dude. you? It was the last song of the night, the whole entire bar. Because we were with, like, those eight kids. Yeah. And it was, like, me and, like, my ex-girlfriend. And, like, they were all screaming. So the whole bar started screaming and... Oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> I literally felt like a performer. It was probably one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> I picture an eight mile with their hands going up. <laughs> yeah, and down. Dude, it was nuts. It's what it I got. Cool. Man, it dang. I'll never forget that. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. I never got up and did karaoke in, like, in front of many people. Mm-hmm. Chicago's mad nice, though. I really like it. I'm excited to go back. I mean, I'll probably be studying a lot of the time, but I, I, I just like traveling by myself too so do you yeah I, it's rare i just i don't know there's just something about it you know you're just by yourself so like you don't have anybody really distracting you you can do whatever you want you can throw your take headphones in whatever on you want. yeah i have my headphones in all the time i don't know i just especially you know on the plane just kick back relax mm-hmm. read a book if you want to it's really just however you want to do it you know you don't have to impress anybody just living How'd you fall into the job? Did you apply or they came um, at you? Yeah, I applied, I guess. I, I found it just online. Yeah. Dope. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I always get Aflac hitting me up for that yeah. or some kind of insurance. I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably the same thing. On LinkedIn, they're always getting me. Yeah. I mean, we. Aflac is um actually a smaller company than the company I'm going to work for. Mm-hmm. It's just Aflac markets more. They pay more for advertising and stuff they like that. They got the duck. Mm-hmm. It's in. It's mm-hmm. Powers in the duck. Geico got the Geico. Yeah, true. All state. I don't even know what their logo is. It's that guy. <laughs> Which dude? Um, I don't know his name. It's 
the guy that's always talking in their commercials. He was a really Old deep state. voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's not a logo, you know? Like, no, he's not a logo, but he's like their spokesperson. State Farm is what, a car? I don't even know what their logo is either. These people out here without logos. They're crazy. How do you do that? You got the general. You got to do some merch soon. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Merch. <laughs> I hate that word. It's like douchey. Yeah. It's not the best word. Merch. Squirt. I hate those words. Pus. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really related. No, I'm just saying. I'm just na- saying words I don't like now. <laughs> Puss. What else? Um, there's a lot of words if they pop up, they'll pop up spontaneously. So now, why do you let those bother you? You see, you're right. Got him. Can't let those. I can't let squirt <laughs> bother me anymore. <laughs> I have to free myself. All comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I got taught a lesson. <laughs> mm. Do I have anything going on? I was just gonna ask you that. I asked, yeah, I like interviewed myself right there. Do I? Nah. I mean, I got this. I got, I'm working for that dude soon. I signed that paper today. Yeah. For uh, yeah, the advertising Omer. So what? What exactly? How'd it go down? I'll show you the offer letter. Did you go into the office again and pitch them the stuff? No, no. He said I have to go to orientation. I just filled out some paperwork, and then there's orientation, and then, then I pitch. I guess. Yeah. I guess. How how long is the orientation? Just like one day. He didn't really specify. He's like, um, I'm going to invite you in for orientation next week, and then we'll go from there. So I'm just going one step at a time. I wonder if there's going to be like a lot of people there. You said he needed a bunch of people, right? He has one salesperson, and she just started whenever that day mm-hmm. was that I was talking about it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it no salary or anything, though. Yeah, it's commission. Neither is my job. No? No, no salary. But supposedly, I don't know, the guy, like, I was talking to a couple of kids that, like, you know, have worked there or whatever, and they were saying, like, if having the job that I have, like, it's, like, impossible to make under 70 grand a year, supposedly. Yeah, they say that with fucking every job, really. Yeah, that was, they like, somebody actually solar. working there, not, like, you know, somebody trying to give me the job. Yeah, it's yeah. Like somebody on the side, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, with solar, they tell you the same shit. Like, you're, if you're here next year, you'll make six figures by then. Like, you know, mm. like, they t- they guarantee it. But, like, getting through a winter is hard. Yeah. Knocking. Yeah, I mean, um, thankfully, I don't have to do that. I mean, I'm going to be traveling around a lot. The job is kind of cool where, like, I yeah. work when I want, you know. I don't, I don't have any, like, set days I have to work. I don't have set days off. It's just kind of, like when I want to work. That's what good. the solar is, yeah. Yeah. But it's I mean, cool. that's what this Omer thing is, too. You could do both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 on the contract, it's like, this This is not, like, you can still work in other places. Nice. Put, it, put in smarter words than what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely down to check it out. I mean, there's no reason not to. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be the guinea pig, and then, I guess... Johnny will join, and then you'll join, maybe. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but I want to know what it entails. Like, how he hasn't given you much information. How hard it. is it going to be to get a deal? 
feel like if, if I drop McDonald's, much, like yeah. if I say McDonald's has this, how can you say no? <laughs> I mean, if it pays that much, like per deal, it's got to be like a Tough. little bit hard. You know? Yeah, it can't be. <laughs> it's not gonna be like you're in a deal every day and making freaking mm-hmm. shitload of money. Yeah, he wrote like. After you get seven fifty in sales, then you get like a fifteen grand bonus and shit like that. Yeah, we have stuff like that too. Like All money shit. Weekly bonuses and monthly bonuses. And um, the good thing about uh, us is we have like um, residual commissions and stuff like that. So like, mm-hmm. somebody joins, if they make a monthly payment, I get paid off of their monthly payment that they paid. So like, mm-hmm. if I sign up a hundred people and a hundred people are making a monthly payment every month, I'm getting you know commissions off. Every person. Yeah. So the more people you sign up, the longer you're there, the more money you're going to make. In the pyramid. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily a pyramid scheme, but like. I don't know what a pyramid scheme is because it feels like every like fucking company. You're trying to recruit people to like, because you're going to make more money if they join. Then the solar is definitely a pyramid scheme because that's exactly what happens. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, but I feel like every company is, is though, like. If you recruit someone and they end up being really good, that you're going to get the credit and then you'll end yeah, up getting paid but more. That's not like you're not directly getting paid off of what they do. You're just getting accolades because they did well. Yeah, it's a different way, but still. No, I know what you mean. I'm not into the name pyramid scheme. Yeah. Some people make a lot of money doing it. <laughs> All power to them. I had this guy. You ever hear Meloluca? No. Yeah, this guy hit me up. I talked to him on Skype for like 45 minutes. And uh, he was trying to get me to sign up for this thing called Melaleuca where it's like you recruit people to buy all natural products. And the products are supposedly better and cheaper than whatever's in the mainstream products are. So I couldn't really tell if it was a pyramid scheme. And I Googled it and it was split. Yeah. he's He wants to come on the podcast too, but... He doesn't want to even mention what it's about. He just wants to come on and be like, you know, just say his piece. He lost like 100 pounds using the products and stuff. Hmm. And he's like real healthy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Name's Gene. The mics. What? said a lot of job offers. <laughs> yeah, friggin' no. I know. It's like it sales all day all, all over the place. Yeah. You know? Every day is something new going on. I freaking just talked to someone else on Shaper. She has her she has this website called more than a millennial dot com, which is a cool name. Yeah. And I'm gonna write an article for it yeah. about podcasting. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's interesting. That'll be cool, but. I said I would get that to her as soon as possible, so now it's something else. I feel like I just keep taking more things <laughs> to get yeah, myself yeah. busy. So I'm busy just to keep myself going. And then going. you have too much stuff going on, and you're like, I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that happens sometimes, too. Yeah, I'm just trying to be like, fuck it. Why not just keep doing everything? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't hurt. No, I mean, you keep me in people, that's for sure. Yeah. Whatever happened to the dude in the city, the, the really rich guy. <laughs> the gay guy? Yeah, I guess. Never heard from him. I hit him yeah. up like four more times. That was it? He deserted me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I must have said something. It was like, because I said we went out. Remember I was out with him? He's like, I'm going to hit you up with this girl. And she was like, I'll freaking 
Colombian model. Mm-hmm. And he like told me all this stuff. And I don't know. Maybe he's just like a, a liar. Like Could a be. rich liar that just likes bullshitting people that come into the bar. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like that's what it is now. Yeah. Or you just wanted me to be gay. <laughs> that might have been it. And I didn't want to be. <laughs> mm. All right. Wouldn't be the first time. No, I'm always gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I guess we could do a little sign off. Yeah. It was fun. All right. Guys, thank you for listening to the weekly sit down. Once again, live life, prosper. There are no problems. Stop worrying about other people's lives. Me? Enjoy yours. No. no. Just enjoy <laughs> you. Yeah, just enjoy your own. You know? Like, Who cares what Trump's doing? Obama. Just not be offended by anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, try and take down the defenses. Stay on the offense. Everybody's just trying to be happy. That's what it comes down to. So yeah. Just don't ruin other people's I was having happiness. this conversation with my family the other night. We were saying, what is, I was trying to get the definition of happiness from all of them, like their opinion, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't do it. What do you mean? Like only my dad was able to give an, give a, an opinion of what happiness was. Do you mean like... My mom was saying, the like, definition of the feeling, like, or do you mean, no, like, what, is, what happiness? is happiness to you? To like, you, kind of thing. Yeah, to you. Like, okay. two of them couldn't answer, but my dad could. But like, what do you mean they couldn't answer? Well, like, what were they saying? My mom was like, to not be sad <laughs> is happiness. That's not true. I know. That's a, I mean, I mean, maybe it's true for her, but that's what I was saying. Like, I couldn't get a real answer. And Fia's just like, I don't know. This is stupid. This is so dumb. <laughs> Why are we sitting here? Like, this is so stupid. And She'd rather be on house party with her friends. Exactly. And yo, her <laughs> phone broke for like four days. She never phoned. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> After nuts? we were talking about that, yeah. her phone broke like a week later. She probably went insane. Yeah, she was crying, you know, going nuts. Oh, I can't believe it took her four days to get another one. Because my parents weren't giving her one. Yeah? Yeah, they were like, you got to learn a lesson and nice. stuff. Nice. <laughs> it lasted four days. Yeah. If that was us, it would have been like a month. <laughs> you know, four days. Imagine. Yeah. She was like using everyone's Snapchat so she could keep her streaks and oh, shit man, like that. That's so funny. Her friends probably hated her for those four days. Yeah, she <laughs> lost all her friends. No one talks to her now. <laughs> if you don't have a phone, why would we talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> we like blew their minds and we were like... So, like, what if you just didn't use social media for a day? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, no, can't do it. Mm. Won't do it. Don't mm. want to do it. No, can't <laughs> have. Like, why not? <laughs> it's so engulfed in it, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, that's what it's it is. It's a life. It's the life. Life, life, life. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Love y'all. Peace.